Hey, it's Bart Dangus. Um, this episode of the podcast is with two comics who are on tour, um, Joel Wachowski and Jake Marshall Head. They were fucking great dudes. Uh, put on a show for them last night at LJ Sweetheart Bar, and they're on tour for a month. So keep it. I don't know. Look out for uh, their tour. It's called Weekend Basketball, and I don't know. We we talk about. I need to stop saying I don't know. God damn it. But we talk about. I don't know. Fuck. I did it again. We talk about their experiences being New York comics, and they've been there for a handful of years, and what it's like just to be in comic a comic in New York. I guess because. I don't get to talk to a lot of New York comics, and I always kind of wonder, you know, their writing techniques. Like, how possible is it to make a living as a comic? Do they have a day job? Like, that sort of shit. Um, yeah, this was a good one. And great dudes. Um, hello. I've, I'm so bad at fucking introing this <laughs> bullshit. Every time. Just uh, say hello. Hello. You did it. Yeah, this is Bart Dangus, and I'm here with... Hi, I'm Joel Wachowski, the Motor City Motor Mouth, coming to you live from a exceptionally well-decorated apartment in the shadow of Eastern Market over here in Detroit Town. Uh, and I'm uh, Jake Marshall Head. Thank you for having me. I don't have any... Uh, oh, yes, you do. He likes to rattle off a little oh. nicknames. He's just shy right oh, now. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, well, what do we got? All right. Hot take Jake. Hot Jake, take don't Jake. miss. Larry Freebird. Larry Freebird. Larry Free <laughs> That's me because I'm from Jacksonville. Yeah. So but that's I where play, Larry Bird's from? No, no. But I play like Larry Bird. You do not play like I Larry play Bird. I play a lot like Larry Bird. So Larry Freebird. Because, oh, uh, you know, Leonard Skinner, Jacksonville. Larry Jake Freebird. is a good basketball player. but Thank like you. Let's just end it there. That's good. <laughs> great pod, right? Yeah, really we're pod. done. I think it's great. We're done. Let's just But stop. the only thing I've hit heard it. him actually called out a basketball court is like he hit a bunch of threes. <laughs> and someone, some like little kid went like, damn, Napoleon Dynamite going off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can call me Napoleon. Boom goes the dynamite. That's, uh, that's one. And in uh, Buck Mild. I go by Buck Mild sometimes. Yeah, we're big on nicknames. I, I like Buck to be called Mild. Sweet Baby yeah. Jay. Yeah. I don't know. People just call me that, I suppose. Do you have any nicknames? I don't. Um, Beef Rangus, you Beef know. Beef Rangus. That's pretty good. Jake Dublis. I don't know. <laughs> I just like anything that, that I can make up that is the same, yeah, same syllables, syllables as Bart Dangus. Yeah, it's a close. fun game to Beef play. Beef Angus ain't bad. Like you I you could be like a porn star or a pro wrestler. Barf Trangus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, work. a lot of nonsense. But um yeah. Fucking two two comics from New York. New York by way on, on of, the of well Joel's here from here in, in Detroit. Yeah. I'm a Dearborn boy but we met out in New York and we are we're holding it down in Brooklyn, and then even what even are we Man holding down? Well, I guess we did just give up our show in Brooklyn, but we perform in Brooklyn all over the time, and uh, we perform at the Stand, UCB, that kind of oh, shit. Oh, I was okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't know you were gonna do our credits. I don't know. Yeah, fucking do do credits so people will be like, ooh, these ooh. guys. Yeah. If if anyone knows you, Jake, where will they know you from? Uh, I was d the funniest comedian in Daytona in 2011. <laughs> Hell yeah! Whenever I bring up Jake, I we were on a show and we two men. I always just get that credit wrong on purpose. That's my <laughs> favorite thing. 
yeah, it's such a it's such a non-impressive credit, and you still managed to get it more impressively wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a fucking credit, though. <laughs> I won that contest fair and square. Yeah, like uh, my roommate once, I lived with the comedian. He won funniest comic in Rhode Island, and I didn't have the heart to tell him like, "Yo, that's the smallest state." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. those are equal credits. Yeah, I think so. Wait, wait. So w- was it a contest or was yeah. it like a voting? Oh, it was thing? a contest, and your boy went off. What was, what bit did you win it with? Um, a bit. Oh, hey, kitty. Uh, I won it at the time. I was doing a bit about. Oh, holy cow! Um, wait. And how many years were you into it? Oh. Uh, one. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Daytona scene was not very strong <laughs> at the time. <laughs> One. Yeah, I had a bit about I had the uh, a bit about how uh something about dressing for the job you want and nobody wants to be an astronaut apparently. So like I had a lot of like those when I started out. They're like one-liners that were really cute or like uh my keystone joke was uh I think of a cat and a beaver if they ever met, they would talk about how neither one of them looked like a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that was my big, big bit. They'd be like, that guy, oh, the Cats and Beavers guy? Yeah, that's he's great. He's going to be Funniest comic. Yeah, and that led me. There are two kinds of people in this world. You either a cat or you a beaver. <laughs> Wait, but do you, do you think that credit like got you... On to more things. Uh, in in or Florida, I mean, it's kind <laughs> of a, at the time it was kind of a bleak landscape. So like it was kind of already like a local boy done good, just like going down there and doing that. Yeah, and you you know there's a route to be a Florida road dog. Like yeah. every comic I've ever met from Florida was Their doing credit. like thirty minutes, like two months. Yeah, two in. months. In. Jesus. My first set I ever did was fifteen minutes long. <laughs> what? Yeah, you have to. So it's like the eighties in. Yeah. Fucking well, without the money, uh, the cocaine's <laughs> there, but without the money, you make no money doing. But you can because there's a lot of clubs. So if you get in with, you know, one of these chains, you can work full time in Florida and never really leave. Holy shit. Yeah, see, it's it's like a yeah, it's like an early, early peaking situation, where if you get feature time, they're like, uh, "All right, cool, yeah, you're in," <laughs> like, and you could just feature, yeah, buy a house, shit. start a family. Yeah, you could live out of you know live out of some like small town in Florida and then just tour. If you have a car, only Florida. Yeah, you could probably do well because one chain has like uh, I think they've dropped back a little bit, but one chain at one point had like twelve clubs, so like you feature them twice a year, and then uh, there you know if you get in with some of the other clubs, there's there used to be three improv, there used to be four improvs, so you could do if you were like real, but the improvs work better comics and they work comics you know out of different places, but. Yeah, people want to see comedy in Florida, and they want to, you know, they don't want to pay, so they pay local comics. That's crazy. Quickly. Yeah, it's great. It's a cool. There's, there's. Is it still like com- that? Yeah, there's. I mean, it's dropped off a little bit, but like I know people who haven't left because of the Cush, because it's like cushy, you know. Fuck. They haven't moved to New York because like, eh, why would you pay your rent? Doing this, you might as well just come up every couple little while you know like you go from being like a respected member to a local scene yeah and then new york you totally start over yeah, yeah. like i think it, i think it's it hit the florida guys pretty tough you, you see them like moping <laughs> around and yeah. it's like zero degrees for the first time and they have to do comedy after having a job so yeah 
It is tough. How long have you guys been in New York? I started in New York. Oh, I shit. started like seven years ago. Okay. So mm. I, I <laughs> my car caught on fire, and I just used the insurance money to like move to New York to start doing stand up. Did you set it on fire? I didn't no, know that was no, your it just origin. caught on fire. <laughs> I didn't know that was your origin story. Yeah, it is just like. You know, forces beyond me. My control want me to bomb in basements for the next mm-hmm. three years. That, that must have been an expensive fucking car. It wasn't too bad. But what happened is like we were poking around for the insurance comp for the insurance stuff. And then we found like some bonds in my family that had, were forgotten about that my cr- grandparents found. It was like oh. it was like four thousand dollars, but it was enough to like move to New York yeah. and start as a comic there, which was the worst dude it seems like starting there or la would be the worst fucking thing ever. yeah you gotta have outside uh you know hobbies and outside validation because if you're if your only life is just micing in new york it's pretty it's pretty rough is it I've, I've been there for three years and when i moved i had like you know middle clout like i was like a middling comic so it wasn't like i was like people i knew enough people uh so it wasn't like completely starting over but yeah just doing comedy there is like a a rookie is bleak. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sad. You're just doing mics for other comics, which like other places in the country, you're like, oh, that sounds great. I love my comics. You know, I love my friends and that would be fine. It's not really, it's like doing co- in fr- comedy in front of other strangers that are also comics who are upset that they have to be there. So it's like a vicious cycle of negativity <laughs> at these mics. Yeah. Yeah. But like with New York, it is so brutal. Like, I feel like you kind of have to look, you like you have a lot of like jokes like you have to mm-hmm. be so tight because like yeah. you do an open mic yeah. in new york like he's saying like florida you get 15 like yeah. some mics we do are 90 seconds dude that is fucked yeah like the, two, yeah, two the most popular mics like there's there's one on thursday one on like wednesday, wednesday. and every comic in the city does them <laughs> you get you get to comic, run one bit and you don't want to waste that time and like yeah. it's also kind of like how you you know that just sounds miserable yeah, I mean it's it is what you make it. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you're some people like if you're just, I don't know, for me it's just I was never not excited to be there. So I never got like burnt out or jaded cuz I was right. like well, honestly if, like where would I rather be? I'd rather just be right here. Yeah. So it's not like I was like, "Oh, I want to go home or I want to like move back." Like I never wanted anything other than this. So like when I was at Mike's, I'm pretty happy go lucky. Yeah, definitely. But that's uh, pretty, I don't think that's kind of a rare outlook. And I think we're friends. We get along so well because, like, comedy makes us pretty happy. Like, there's a lot of crappy stuff that comes with it. But we we love doing this shit. It's it is so very enjoyable. Very fun. Yeah, same. <laughs> our, our big squabble is there's a big trend in New York. Jake won't roast battle me. Uh, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not big on roast culture. What do you think about roast culture? I'm down if, like, you're friends. But if yeah, it's like it, people you York, don't know, it's, in New York, it's a little bit of both. But basically for me, the, my issues with roast culture is like, I don't really have that gear in me. Like there's people I don't like, but I don't think there's anything funny about my hate. Like if I was like, if yeah, there are people I want to make fun of, I don't want it to be funny to them. Yeah. I want to just be like, oh, I hate that person. They real so they and then just that's it. And not like try and get that over on somebody. Well, that's why I think it should be with friends. Yeah, I feel like some of my best friends we just consistently just yeah that's, slam each other. That's like, Joel's. That's yeah. Uh, that's his angle. When I, I when I love people, yeah, I I, I just kind of tease them. Like I tease Jake, I tease my girlfriend, I tease my mom. That's just kind of how I show affection. Yeah. And that being said, 
I love the roasts. Like in New York, it's like a little like fight circuit. There's yeah. rankings. It's the most packed show in New York. Yeah. They've got these tournaments. No, it's not. It's the most packed show <laughs> I do. Like the <laughs> no, one for the comedy festival, the one for the tournament. Like they feel like they're big not nights out. They're not better than any of the like elite shows. They're they're fun though. How many people come to a roast? Like a hundred and ten. How many people come to uh, an average night train? Night train ended. I know, but like how many people? So what's yeah, night train? Is that your show? No, no, no. Oh. It's just no. Night train is the a show Wyatt Snack ran. It was like a good regular show that like. You'd have celebrity drop-ins on, and like, it would uh, like a couple, like a hundred, at least a hundred people every week, and yeah. it's like it's bananas. And basically, like in New York, it kind of works. You you work hard as an open mic or putting on your own shows, and then there's like five or six little shows that are like the big leagues. Yeah. Uh-huh. And once you do those, you start getting taken more seriously, and you know, hopefully, start getting a little writing in like social media stuff am i wrong jake no that sounds do accurate you, do you guys work as writers too yeah we do we do a lot of sports stuff like we okay. we tweet for comedy central during uh, football games quite a bit uh-huh yeah and anything you see from cc twitter yeah like it is like the most fun gig like during like a big game like they'll just have me write like five or six jokes and Weird. like it's really fun dude and, like, that's awesome and it's in front of like a pretty wide audience and like they'll let you do it be a little political uh, and yeah. like even right now like we're on our little tour yeah and we have to like write and make videos for this oh, yeah. uh, basketball company indoorhoops.com check them out folks you want to rent a gym <laughs> rent get a little basketball yeah, if, time no if, in there? if you're in new york if you're in chicago if you're in buffalo or boston like we really like this service they put on basketball games great. for us they might they I, I could see them expanding to detroit within like a couple years no, and like we're gonna, then, and they're pretty cool. To, like we just like them, and like yeah. we spent too much money making like a decent tour poster, which I you're kind enough to like <laughs> put up all over town. I literally yeah. stand by the product. Like that's dude, I'm that's doing great. That, I'm doing that bit right now about Jeff Foxworthy about how he's dude, the, yeah. the spokesperson uh, for Golden Corral, and I don't think they had to pay him. Like that's how I feel about indoor hoops. I'm just like, wait, you just want me to talk about how good it is? I'll do that, dude. That's fucking sick. Yeah, we're gonna go out to like Chicago and Buffalo with those guys and put on shows with local comics there like at the the basketball maybe to be gym? determined like we'll see which way fun. it goes that would be real we fun. tried to do that as a tour kickoff but we only had like three weeks to put it together yeah. so it was gonna be a nightmare yeah didn't make no damn sense this, damn. De- this detroit scene is be- how I, what do you think of it so far jake yeah. i'm impressed Cheers. i had no idea y'all had um as many mics as you do yeah. I was really impressed by that. Uh, the sprawl and the availability of stage time and work is really impressive. Like Dude. I never, because in Atlanta, you give a lot of like homers. I moved to Atlanta for comedy for a couple of years, and it's a great scene, and it's produced a lot of really, uh, you know, talented people. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we're kind of rah rah about it, and you kind of turn a blind eye to scenes like this. Like in Detroit or Atlanta has like this like rivalry with like Denver. We're just like not like it's not anything more than like we think we're the underdog scene that's like one of the best scenes in the country, uh-huh. but like no one talks about Detroit and they should. It's very good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like I think I don't know if it's like just me getting more into the scene or if it's actually grown since I've been here because I've only been here like almost two years, mm-hmm. and when I first started here, well, I didn't start here, but 
when I came here, there was like less mics, and maybe I just know more. Maybe to go probably to, both. Probably a little well, both. I come back here every six months, and it seems like oh. every six months there's like two or three cool new things. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that's really important. Uh, yeah, like, kind of ebb and flow. Yeah, like it been the past five years. I mean, the city has just been skyrocketing. Like, yeah. Little Caesars, what a what a place! Little oh, Caesars uh, arena. arena. You, you uncultured Southern goon. This is one of the great culinary towns in America. Where, little, where did little Caesars. Where did you start comedy, Bart? Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Oh. Which which clubs out there? Uh, well, I mean, I, I never worked any of them, but it was like there, so. There's an improv. Mm. Um, in Tempe, there's like Stand Up Live stand downtown. Up live, yeah, Stand Up Live was owned by the same owner of the Florida clubs. Oh. Yeah, so it was like if you got real good in Florida, they'd send you out to Arizona. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like a baseball player doing spring training. <laughs> 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 yeah. What year did you start in Arizona? Um, I'm coming up on four years. It's a good time. Yeah, you know our boy Richie? Yeah. Richie who? Richie Tol- Tolway. Uh-uh. Oh, that's he's Richie from Arizona. Yeah, he started out in oh. Arizona. He wasn't oh, there okay. too long. Like Richie Tolway, Danny Vega. Oh yeah, Micah Fox. Or uh-huh. uh, or uh, who uh, who's the guy who is the the uh, Arizona State University bit we like? Oh, Pat Tillman. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, the dead guy. No, Brian. Oh, ba- Brian Bahi. Brian Bahi. I love Brian Bahi. Oh shit, I don't know. Any he's of got these some dudes. bit about Arizona State about how. I guess their hand this signal is, is the shocker or something. Oh, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's something about it, that. It's, it's the pitchfork for yeah. the Sun Devils. Oh, that's what it is. But, yeah, he's like, he said something about how, like, dude. I think it was like some speaker, like Bill Clinton or whatever, went up and did the shocker. Yeah. <laughs> so it was something no, like it was, that. It was Ruth Ginsburg. That's such a good it, bit. Um, When ASU changed their colors to, like, primarily. Or their home jerseys were like uh-huh. mostly black, so they thought it'd be good to do a blackout. Uh-oh. Where you, yeah, oh, you no. see exactly where this is going. Like everyone was wearing all black. Oh And no. then there's photos of these like, you know, 19 year old white girls <laughs> in <laughs> fucking blackface. Ah. Yeah. School spirit. Yeah. And dude. Oddly enough, they were the most progressive people in all of Arizona. <laughs> 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 they were honored for their wokeness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, but yeah, like I started in Arizona and was only there for a little bit. And then, like, I lived on the road for like eight months. Wow. Yeah. It was fucking rad. Why Detroit? How did you end up here? We visited a friend. Um, like me and my girl had a travel trailer that we just. Oh, okay. in. oh I tried doing that. I failed miserably. Dude, I mean, was that was because it, it caught on fire? Well, <laughs> no, like. Because that's not really fair. I was just starting out in the world, so I got a trailer and two dogs, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a street performer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh got, my god, he so got I, two I dogs, and he won't to this day. He won't. Uh, like he, he gets upset about the dog. I am upset. I, I show him take picture. Care Are they of dead? Him. You know a v, You know what no, a we visla? found like a rescue for him. Do you know what a visla is? No. It's like a red. Do you know what a Weimarimer is? No. Okay. I don't know. It's like this it's dog. Like a red and it's like Labrador, red. But yeah, like very it looks like a labby. And they're red. They look like me if I was a dog. <laughs> and I so I, I post I show pictures of Joel and Joel's like, I can't see that right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, but like I had never done anything. I had no grasp on the real I was like an art kid or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. I, you were I a was, playwright. Was, you were an esteemed playwright. 
Well, yeah, I was a, I was like a writer and novelist and like I was just out there kind of a druggy kid and I want to be like Ken Kesey. So I was like, I would put on a, a green unitard. I would fill it with balloons. So I was all lumpy and then just oh go into God. like tourist places and like just fuck around with a tire. <laughs> what yeah, the you, fuck? You, yeah, you explained your act to me one time and I didn't get it. And I don't I was, think there's anything to get, but like you would just fuck around with a tire. What does that even mean? Yeah, like you'd hit it. You'd like I bounce it like a basketball, and I'd like roll Are around. A car it? tire? Yeah, a big like yeah, a big like you know what you would put on a swing. And like then you'd put a hat out and be like, "Hey, give me money for yeah, my people, tire." People would <laughs> just because it was like so bad. It was it was like aggressively bad. Wow, that is terrifying. And now, and like, we explained what you, the act you do now. <laughs> what act do I do now? It's evolved I don't to know, two times. You tires. get on stage and you fuck around with a tire. <laughs> I don't know. What do you do now? Explain it. What, now I, you just do the same thing. Just all the tire, tire bits. Yeah, I do just fuck around. I couldn't do it at your show last night. I like too to, small. Well, no, I like to do feats. Of, I fucked up my legs, so I, I usually I like to do feats of emotional strength. Where <laughs> like I'll have breaking Jake, things. Well, I have Jake sit on my back. I'll do push-ups while he tells me my flaws, <laughs> and like I'll I'll give a book. I have a book my grandmother gave me, and I'll tear it in half. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you're running out of those grandmother books. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's such a funny gag. What if they were actually from your grandmother? Yeah, I, the worst part <laughs> about doing that is be like I go to thrift store them. and like buy a book and write a heartfelt inscription, then tear it apart. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. We we really got away uh, from you. You said trailer, and we gave you the oh, whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we we just came here to visit a friend, and we really liked it. Like a lot to like. Yeah. We we thought we wanted to move to Denver, but mm. it's too fucking expensive. And yeah, this this feels like that. It feels similar to Denver. Yeah, but it's so yeah. cheap, dude. It's insanely cheap. That's crazy. Now, wh- how do you how do you and your girlfriend pay the bills? What line of work are you guys in? Um, well, when we were doing that, we were working remotely, doing like computer. Oh, shit. that's what's up, man. Yeah. Um, but now she she works for like the museum here, doing ah. computer work, and I do like video work, a little bit of screen printing, and Sweet. a little bit of restaurant gig. But that's what's up. Every, every yeah. comic here seems a lot of video work is in the like, comedy community. Yeah, it's kind of like I kind of just fell into it. Um, and it's like I grew up skateboarding, so I was always filming and oh, yeah, doing yeah, that, you know? So. Yeah. I love I love skate videos. Yeah. I love that comedy, like with Instagram and stuff, like skate videos are like funny now. Yeah. Because you can like fuck around. It used to be like you put a tape out, it was all serious business. <laughs> like you all the zero the, videos? Yeah, you got to pick the right song and yeah. you got to skate to the song. <laughs> and now it's like... Now it's like you can literally just fuck around and like put it out. It's the same quality, but it's yeah. like funny and fun. Dude, I I think about like like how I started to be a comic, you know, and like growing up skateboarding. Like I feel like that really influenced me to like. I can see that. I don't know, cause skateboarding's like yeah, like it's like oh look, they made the stair set for you to walk up and down, and the skater's like fuck that, I'm gonna <laughs> go down it, you know. Yeah. And then comedy is like. Hey, look at this world! Isn't it great? And you're like, Nah, fuck that! <laughs> yeah, this you shit find, sucks. Find little <laughs> angles. Yeah, and in both groups, it is just like hanging out with like four degenerates talking shit most of the time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I grew up in Jacksonville, so we had like Kona and uh, oh. all the like. It was like Kona's the oldest continually 
like in business skate park in the country. Dude, that's nuts. And uh, it's pretty cool. So we would like we went through. Did you skate too? Yeah, from when I was like mm, maybe like thirteen to like seventeen. Yeah. I was never really good or anything, and uh, I saw some people like get sponsored and like take a take off, and I was like just saw what that was, and I was like, oh, I don't want any part of that. So Dude, it, it's fucking rad, but it, it's just like there's no shelf life. Yeah, well, it's really obvious it. who has a future and who doesn't. And Dude. it was so like, I just saw the writing on the wall. I was like, well, it's not yeah. me at all. But like some of these people, yeah, it's, it's just so obviously their life. It's like, yeah, you're just going to be a pro skater. Yeah. You're, you're good at this and you have the same like like the work ethic that's required. And Dude, it's insane though. The people right. that like make it, make it like mm-hmm. fucking Costin, who's yeah. like Eric Costin, who's sponsored by nike like yeah it's it's it's, it's kind mean, of weird who they pick up and stuff he's probably like a fucking millionaire for definitely knowing how to do some flip tricks yeah it's really weird it's wild it is well i mean he's reached the human limits of grace and athleticism so he should sort be of. rewarded yeah like, it, it's such a skill like i i'm such a i'm so big and awkward and cumbersome <laughs> like i i i I look, I'm look like a damn piano or some shit. I could never skateboard at all. Yeah, there aren't really any, uh, like there's not really any big skaters. When dude, there's like a this new dude who's like a really big guy now. Yeah, but he's like thick and oh, he, he makes thick. it look like good. It's wow. really weird. That's but wild. Yeah, everyone's built like you and I. They're yeah, all lanky just boys. Sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I tried to when I was a little chubby thirteen year old. I tried to be a soap shoe guy. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. I wonder Dude, if, is anyone still doing there, that? There was like an interview with a guy who was still wow. Doing it. Can you buy them? Where do you even no, buy you soaps? can't. That's like you can't so buy funny. soaps anymore. No, like he he says he'll go to skate parks or it's, it's like this mini documentary where he goes to skate wow. parks and kids don't even know what that is. Because right? Yeah, it's probably due for a comeback. Dude, I fucking hope not. They were they're rough. I I had soaps. One time I skated in soaps. Oh my oh god. god. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cuz they're like they're kind of like skate shoes and just the way they're shaped and stuff. But then like, you know what I'm talking about? You know what these are? The the the, the things I brought up. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know what they, <laughs> the, the you know thing, what they look the like the and stuff. The thing the things I mentioned wearing yeah, okay. for an extended period. Oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, I am right. vaguely I'm sorry, familiar. you did bring that up. <laughs> Jake is so weird, man. Oh he, boy, I, I come off like the weird one, but this is the weird one. I, I, we were eating dinner before your show last night, and I asked Jake his age. And he I didn't know. Did you figure it out? Yeah. yeah, he took out his calculator on his phone to figure <laughs> it out. I just, Dude, I don't know. Great. I know I'm not 30, and I know I'm not 21. I know I'm like in the, I'm somewhere in the later part of that. You're like Forrest Gump I'm if he was allowed into public school I'm originally. 28 by BTW. If I was allowed in school, if my mom, yeah, if my yeah. mom didn't have to fuck the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he was, if he was just like. A little bit over special. If he was just n- normal. No, I'm a very quick man. <laughs> I'm yes. quick. I'm real smart. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds convincing. I, I went to I went to Florida State College at Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke I tell. I tell people they're like, "Where'd you go to school?" Because I went to Florida State College at Jacksonville. So I just say Florida State, and then if they start talking, I just stop talking. <laughs> but if they don't say anything, then I say the rest of it. Yeah. But it is the community college in Jacksonville. It has no affiliation with Florida State University. <laughs> well, I went to ASU when it was the number one party school. Right. 
Oh yeah. I was in the arts program though, so nice. I, I went to a Pac ten arts program too. USC dog. <laughs> fight on. Oh shit. Wait, what's USC? Southern Cal. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like I, I, I imagine like kinda similar vibe. Yeah. A lot of fucking dicks and sandals and Yeah, vibe. Longboarding. Hell yeah. Definitely. Dude, watching people eat shit longboarding oh, it's is so the funny. best. So funny. Because it's like kids who don't know how to do that. Yeah, and, it's And then they think easy. they're going to get to class. No, it's a, that's a long distance board. Like, that's not for like, oh, let me like scoot around and get away. No, yeah, it's like right? just straight line board. You're going to get fucked. Dude, one of the best ones I saw was like a G.I. Joe guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like full fucking fatigues or whatever and wow. boots. Well, like in the military? Yeah, but he was like a college kid. And so he's like... He's got this longboard with this big-ass wheel, so it goes real fucking fast. Yeah. And he's pushing, and you can see like... He pushes that one too many where right, he yeah. like starts to get a- ahead of himself. Yeah, you get the And then the he leans. just like, yeah, and he but he just flung the board out and it like ramped off this thing oh and God. like hit this girl on a bike. Oh no. And he's just like on his back. Oh. Like, that's a nightmare. Dude, and that's like weekly. Oh yeah, yeah that. I, be- I believe that. I do so love funny. the idea of like an ROTC guy still trying to fit in on campus like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe a no, longboard. Yeah. Uh, I party. <laughs> I didn't know they had ROTC on college campuses. Oh, yeah. There's always like the that. military guy in every class. Um, and you think they're the best students, but they're just like thinking about missiles and stuff. And murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, th- you know, in the tennis, like, Hallie Burton. Hallie Burton. <laughs> Look at that. What a funny reference. <laughs> you know, that company that killed all those Iraqis. Halliburton was a private military I don't know what Halliburton is. Actually. Yeah, they, it was a private. They, I know what it is as a joke, but I don't know literally what the company is. They were a, a private, a, a military defense contractor okay. that Dick Cheney and a lot of the Bush had administration had close ties okay. to. Gotcha. They also make snowboards. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. They oh, <laughs> you, got, you got me. You had me. Yo, those Halliburton Burton, snowboards are there. Burton. That's yeah. what. That's what got me. Burton snowboarding. <laughs> oh, you got me. Man, I look dumb as hell. I gotta prove how smart I am. I looked dumb as hell <laughs> last night. Bart got me good when I first met him. I, I'm such a Midwestern rube. I was like, is that a stage name? <laughs> and he said, no. And I was like, Jake, I told you. Yeah. And then we just let him have it. Yeah. He missed that whole side conversation. No, that's fine. That we had right in front of you. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> ce- I was just celebrating the W, my dog. Yeah. And last night was like a little tight because like, you know, family's just. Yeah, hard, you know, your entire family, dude. That's there. sick that your whole fucking family and neighbors came. Yeah, my mom's neighbors. Like, w- was anyone disappointed in you? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> I think they all had a good time. There were a couple people who were like religious, right? Yeah, a couple of religious. I, people. I I was like looking around for them, and like during my set, I didn't feel that. They I feel like, like they they, they were in the good. back right corner, like when you were on stage, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. maybe. I that's, that was an area I didn't really. And my my it. sister didn't have a good time, but she just doesn't get counted. Like she she during my set, she went up to Jake. Oh yeah, and she said, uh, she said, uh, it feels like a prison in there. <laughs> oh my god! Like, the sh- like referring to the showroom. But she's like, she kind of grew up outside of society. Like she moved to like squat in a European warehouse when she was fifteen, and she was over there for a decade. So like, and she came back like four years ago, and we just have like. A very we're just kind of we have a good relationship, but like nothing in common. 
Yeah, nothing Holy whatsoever. Shit. Like, I'll tell jokes to her. She has, I love her to death, but she has zero sense of humor. Uh, She's got like yeah, a. Yeah, she didn't buy any merch. Yeah, she didn't buy any <laughs> merch. She lives in like. She's got like a house in Squat in Hamtramck that's just like a living oh, art no piece. Oh. What what is it? It's it's a three story house. It's just murals everywhere. The garage has been turned into this small enclosure where you play music and the audience is literally like encapsulated with the performer. And then like up at the top of her apartment she's got like a hammock hanging. In her main part, she's got like chakras written out, and she's only doing like artwork for sacred geometry now. Uh, so like you take a person, you take a person who's on that kind of like mystical wavelength to a comedy show, and I yeah. can see them fucking yeah. hating it. Like, yeah, that's reasonable. Like what I she do is like me talking about Bigfoot. Actually, yeah. I think she watched my set. <laughs> yeah, she watched Jake's set. She didn't watch mine. I hadn't heard that Jeff Gordon monster line before. That thing's funny. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. That Thank was my you. favorite joke of Jake's. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like this cat. Nice cat. Cool cat. She's all right. What's what's her name? Windows 95. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Great name. You know, the fucking vet was very impressed with her name when I <laughs> got her neutered. I, I spaded. Whatever. Yeah, it would be, I think Spade. I uh, my pet has kind of a hipster name too. <laughs> I, I, my, I have a the dog. Yeah, that's Tillicum. Tillicum. Yeah. Oh, like the one on the poster. Yeah, yeah like from Blackfish. Named that that was oh. the whale that killed everybody. Shit, I dude, I never saw that. It's cool. I, it's a cool yeah, documentary. Like I, I get it. I get the gist, but I don't yeah. know if I'm ready to like be. It's not. Sad. It's they, not sad as much as it is just like, like now you feel like you know. It, it's not like depressing. Yeah. It is weird because you feel bad for this creature, but you also watch it get a hand job. So it really accomplishes uh, a lot. You watch of it, <laughs> it films that. Yeah, they that. show the whale getting jerked off by no, a guy. I don't remember that. No, you know, because <laughs> just like my dog, his seat is worth millions. <laughs> Your dog's a girl. Yeah, she's a well, you know. <laughs> Sorry to step on your riff. My, no, that's, I, I don't mean to say this on the podcast. It is a fa- dark family matter, but my dog happens to be a hermaphrodite. Wait, really? No. Man, what the <laughs> hell? I did be. That was like anything you slow your pace to say. I'm going to believe. I, I I'm not like someone who approaches girls. So like my <laughs> old deal. I don't know where he's going with this. The only <laughs> I wish that just ended there. Yeah, let's, <laughs> like, okay. let's interrupt him. You want to talk so about So, anyways, <laughs> who do you like? Who's got a good gram? A good gram? Who's got a good Instagram? Dude, Hollow Meat. Yeah? Have you seen that? Is that the Falls one? Yeah, it's just everyone uh, breaking their arms. and. I yikes. can't see that. Yikes. That's terrible. Yikes. Yeah, it scares me. Yeah. I I got. what? What's it called where you do. Uh, where the board will Credit hit you? Credit card? Yeah, yeah, that happened to me one time when I was like a kid. And that credit card. So like the deck, the the like the skate like it, deck will just like land in between your legs, like right up in your your gooch. Yeah, that's that sounds rough. And I have pretty long legs, but they're not that long. Yeah. <laughs> but it is weird, like with getting hit in the nuts. I don't think it's not the how hard the impact is. No, this is like a sharp thing. It's yeah. like coming down on a on a on a like a like a post yeah but i nothing hurts more than like a glancing blow yeah 
Like if you just like move it, move your hands around and you like accidentally thumb it, yeah. I almost just knock myself in the ball. Yeah, don't do an act out. Don't do an act out of that. He's like, you know what hurts real bad when you hit yourself <laughs> like, like this. Hit yourself in the damn face, you know, like like this. For this audio only. Oh fuck. Media. <laughs> I, I I don't want to like make fun of anyone in this special needs community, but sometimes like you do like every month on that damn no. roast show. Hello. Oh, on the roast show? No, yeah. people call me the names. <laughs> the names? But, like, people, people... Are you reinforcing stereotypes by... Yeah. No, that like... they call you? By the way he lives and yeah. acts? <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes... People give me tickets to things just because, like, I no, show up story, and I have so much chocolate on my face. The story is so fun. Tell them, just, just tell them the story. You, okay. You were at a game. I was at a game. Dodgers, I went to a baseball game. game. And I tried to buy a ticket, and they just gave it to me. And then I got to my seat, and everyone around me was in the wheelchair. <laughs> and I realized, like, my shirt didn't fit, and I had chocolate all over my face. What the fuck? <laughs> like, were you alone? I was with my two friends who were just, like, being very nice to me. But everyone thought I was, like, belonged in that section. Do you have one of those hats with, like, the... Fucking <laughs> Tom. I should have been born with one of those. Uh, Ever, I remember in that section we did the wave, and I was the only one to stand up. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I dude, you gotta find some better friends that'll tell you got chocolate on your face. <laughs> Jake, yeah, we, I wiped it. He had, he had well, we had breakfast with, with the beloved Brett Mercer this morning. Yeah, good guy. And he came. Jake was just like wiping my mouth. Well, you had, had a bunch of. I know. I said you got some shit on your mouth, and then like. Ten minutes later, it's still there. <laughs> so I was like, clearly, I need to step in. Well, I I can't I can't wipe it on my T-shirt. You wipe it with your hands, Joel, or a napkin, or a napkin, even or your better, pants. or anything, you or know, you just I leave it on your chin. It looks it fuck was, it. It was white icing on this fucking chin. Well, you know what? You should grow a beard, and then you don't have to I wipe anything. I can't grow a beard, well, and you know I got someday you'll grow up. I got beef with the whole beard and mustache community. Why? I previously had a mustache up until this tour. Well, like why? like why? full on mustache? Like yeah, it was like when I was a kid, my f I found out my first girlfriend cheated on me with my best friend. Who had a beard. Ooh. And he went on to become the world champion mustache grower. Oh, that's funny. Like, I don't understand how that's a culture of There's a guy in Jacksonville who's a comic uh who it was the has the uh his like fluctuated, but he had the second best handlebar mustache and then he had like the fourth best handlebar but he has like a really long handlebar mustache dude i can't stand that fucking like twisty yeah that's what he's dude. got and, but oh, we that. Just i just i, I can't like be friends with you he's a weird dude or yeah we, weird guy we patched it up and i went to like support him in like the national beard and mustache championship which was judged by like Two Pittsburgh Steelers in an extremely uncomfortable Miss Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And because I, I was clean shaven, no one at the convention even talked to me. Yeah, that's their that's their time. Well, I'm still there to the support. No, no. <laughs> You're on their side. Come on, I take their side. Yeah. You go to a beard and mustache contest. You don't shave. You go. You get. You get a little something going. I can't. You had a mustache at one point. No, it, I hardly. You had a terrible mustache at one point. Yeah, terrible. It was awful. Dude, you, get, you should just grow it all out because it looks like it'd be real patchy. Yeah. And then you get more free tickets to shit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would catch a lot more chocolate, too. Oh, oh boy. That is disgusting. It's all about the chocolate. <laughs> I'm eating healthier these days, so more, I'd be more likely to have Greek yogurt on my... 
You know what happened before your show last night? Huh. I actually had macaroni in my hair. Why did you? Okay, so like you, why did you open that up for a guess? You know what happened before your show? <laughs> and he's be like, "Oh, did you have macaroni in your hair?" <laughs> like, what did you think he? I was knew it. Yeah. <laughs> no, and someone found the macaroni there. Like, hey, is oh, this? Yeah. They said, "Hey, is this cum?" Yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was funny because it's like, yeah, that's. I, I I had to step in and be like, no, nah, that's not what cum feels like, or tastes like macaroni. Yeah, Jake had to step in, be my friend, and be like, yeah, we well, has no. cum in his hair. It don't feel like that. Yeah, it, it looks like cum. <laughs> you know, not like macaroni. <laughs> They're very different. Yeah, I don't come with like a tiny craft logo on it. <laughs> I don't think there's craft logos on the cheese when yeah, you squeeze it out. Yeah, that I know. Riff, that riff did not have yeah. that so Yeah, many that old. riff hit was, a wall. It was that too riff whimsical. Was, that riff was a damn. Wait, is it a colander? With the with the where you put the you put this pasta the in there? Yeah, that riff got caught in the colander. Yeah. No, I was gonna say that riff had a bunch of holes in it. Oh like, damn! That was Shots cool. fired. Yep. So, yep. Uh, what'd you guys think about that room last night? I that's, loved it. That's the perfect comedy room, man. It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, I moved the the move the darts. Dude, things. how funny is that? That's great. I didn't even know that was those were there. They just Good. around. That <laughs> the, was awesome. The bartenders were great. Yeah, I love how mean they were. Dude. Oh, you yeah, like Monday night they have the best bartender there who is this old lady named Kay. Yeah. Who's like uh her sister was the one Sue who was at okay. the bar last night. Yeah. But she she'll like She'll get drunk and like just come back into the back room and start yelling shit. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's great. That's how bar comedy bar needs to be. Yeah, it's it, like a regular show. The bar has to be in on it. Yeah, dude. It's a that place is a trip. It's great. It's yeah, like we. It, it, th- Jake sold five T-shirts to the people who worked at the bar. Dude, <laughs> fuck yeah. For their kids, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then one kid wasn't allowed to have it because he was like. Not well. I the the merch I sell is Calvin, but he's pissing into a urinal. Yeah. <laughs> instead of like pissing on anything, uh, and someone was like, <laughs> she, she's like, oh, oh, Ron, Ronnie can't have one. Cause he he can't. He's too bad already. He can't have something pissing on something. <laughs> 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 like, he like what? He, like that kid wasn't allowed to have one, but all these other kids are gonna have Dude, pictures like Calvin pissing with my dumb name on him. That's gonna be so funny. I'd love to see that in Dude, the future. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the bartenders at that place are just pretty fucking nasty. I love it. Except there's one who's like an old lady, older lady, and her name's Aunt Pat. Everyone just calls her Aunt Pat, and she is so nice and oh, so like, yeah. "How you doing tonight, honey?" Like, that's awesome. Super nice, and it's <laughs> so strange like that bars. she's hanging out with these. Like, yeah. ah, fuck you. Like, yeah, Joel asked for a water and they said no. Is <laughs> <laughs> that can I can I order can I buy a water? And she said no. And I asked her to put on the pisses game and she was like offended. What was on? Uh, it was like just Sports Center or something. Oh, okay. I do like that all these kids are going to be wearing your merch shirts. I love it. And have no idea who I you know. are. Look, Google, Google me. They're wise like, kids. It'll be like kids in third world countries wearing the t shirt of the Super Bowl loser. Yeah. <laughs> bunch, <laughs> a bunch of Bills fans. That's a that's like a 90s joke. Dude, 
Uh, this is this is way off topic. I don't know if it's appropriate for Nothing this podcast. Nothing you've said has been on topic. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I watched a documentary on Timothy McVeigh. And you oh, got I macaroni in your hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just uh, trying. Nice. And I, and I got cum in my hair. <laughs> I, saw, I watched that. I saw that doc. That's a good doc. <laughs> and I guess what drove him, one of the things that drove him over the edge is he was a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> so he bet on him in the Super Bowl four times in a row. And they lost every time. Oh, that's And so he just funny. lost his mind. That's, that's it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's probably other factors. Yeah. <laughs> that's that was his. You I know. think he then he fell in with a rough crowd of of devout Christians. No, no, he was um the in Oklahoma, the militias. Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah, they were Christian. No. Yeah. They no, were Christian that was, that was separatists. More, no, that, well that was, it was no, the people they were defending were Christian separatists, but they were just trying to seek ref- retribution for Waco and Ruby Ridge. Oh, I thought he was in those. No, I no, thought he was no, in no, Ruby no. Ridge. Okay, they were reacting to like how far the federal government was overstepping it, their boundaries. By Ruby, I thought he was one of the Ruby Rich. Guys. Yeah, okay, we no we didn't have like Netflix Never and mind. Facebook, so like we it still we still paid attention to the government. Right. Like we 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 can't rise up and take this country back. There's still another season of Game of Thrones to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so subdued, dude. Yeah, and it comes out in like two years, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, gotta at least wait till then. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you think anything like that would ever happen? I feel like it's not ever. Yeah, no, no. No, <laughs> no yeah. I think the arms of bureaucracy are too far reaching. And like, yeah. you know, it, you know, the government is corrupt and it's like it's a very backwards institution, but it's hard to be like such a large entity. And, you know, I think the average and American's life is, is pretty. Incredible. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's doing fine enough. It's not a dystopia. No one. Very few people are living in like completely squashed by the system like most people have pretty fine lives or like okay lives there's very few people that are just living in poverty and the system just keeps fucking them because it's just such a already squashed class if for some reason it like was more people then maybe but yeah i could see not It'd be hard people. to fight the government, but I could see class warfare like yeah, starting to teeter into the national consciousness. It's already I, I think I'm just worried about like the internet being oh, not yeah. a free place. That net neutrality shit, that's gonna be wild. Dude, that's scary. That's about the only That's wild political shit that I pay attention to. Well, maybe it's time to stop living our lives on the net, you know? Like, if it's just going to become the same vapid corporate wasteland we have that's homogenous along every highway in the country, like, who cares? Yeah, but then... That's all we have left. Yeah, but then how do you... Like, that's just, like, restricting information. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah, and, like... Macaroni, man. It's crazy because when, like, we talk about, like, the spread of American freedom, it's like, oh, North Korea, they don't... They're only allowed to visit 12 websites. Like, aren't, aren't we on the precipice of doing the same thing right here? Dude, they only have 12. Like, there's only 12 websites that exist in North Korea or something. Wow. And that does sound refreshing in certain some level. Like, <laughs> like oh, I can get off the Internet. I'm done for the I day. I checked all my <laughs> sites. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that, like, they somebody in North Korea fucked up and, like, which gain, or gave anybody in the world access to their sites and somebody just happened to look at it and was like oh shit they only have 12 things <laughs> which that's fucked that's crazy yeah but you know that that does sound beautiful. don't you feel like you're too entertained sometimes no with the internet are well, you like yeah with anything like i don't even dude I, I try and like not look at my phone unless i'm 
like either booking something or trying to promote something like i just get so burnt out on people like remember like hanging out with people and then you don't have anything to say and then you just look away for a sec or like look at your boots and yeah (laughs) that doesn't exist anymore yeah it's like everyone like check your phone yeah i don't know in in detroit it's much better here than in new york in new york it is a plague yeah you'll go out everyone will be on their phone i've got extremely bad habits with my phone yeah you're a monster but you know work in production like i don't it's like hurry up and wait so most of my work day i'll I'll work for two two hours i'll sit around for eight then i'll work for two hours yeah wait so what what do you do i work on uh photo sets i do like art department work i do set building oh shit okay yeah it's it's pretty rad and it works really well with the comedy schedule because like i make a living working like 10 days a month and the rest of the time i just do dude that's sick yeah it's it's long hours it takes forever to get paid and it's semi-interesting so it's (laughs) fine right Jake's Wait. in the game too. I'm try. We I tried to get Jake to like. We really should not talk about. This. <laughs> I tried uh-huh. to get Jake out of job. We legally should. We not can talk, about, talk this. about this. And I I made the mistake. I said Jake, you drive the truck today because a lot of times it's just <laughs> picking up tr- picking up props. I drive trucks in New York City for a living. I drive a truck. I pick up props. But they had me drive a 20 foot flatbed truck, which is insane that you can get without a commercial driver's license. And uh, stuff went awry. And, and Jake that's hit, what we'll say. Jake hit one truck, <laughs> and like, we left a report. And yeah. then we we had a, we had a great day actually. We made awesome time. And I saw where he was parking. I said, Jake, don't go any further. And Jake ran someone over. He went a little further. No, I just hit a car. He he fucked this car up. But Damn. then this company, like, you know, New York, the demand is there. They worked me, like, overnight. So I worked from, like, 7 a.m. to, like, 6 a.m. And when they asked me the next morning, like, Joel, do you know anything about this truck? I was like, uh, no, I don't think so. So I made the situation so much So worse. much. You made Jesus. my life a hell, hell for, like, a month Oh, it made my life. I got so anxious, you know. But, like, you know, I just overworked, and I, like, I wanted no accountability. So I had to, I had to talk to the guy, and I had to say, uh, yeah, listen, Joel doesn't know anything about this, but I hit a car. <laughs> and then he, like, made me put in the situation where I had to take all the liability. But that, that and is... And they were fine. It was insured. Yeah. And it should have just... We should have just... It, it was fine. But that is us, like... I hate that story. We're doing, <laughs> I don't know why he brought it up. We're it bringing, makes me so angry. That's because we're bringing class warfare to the front. Like, we work for a million-dollar corporation, and we cost him $700. Ha... <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how far do you guys think you'll ever be able to make just money only doing comedy I had related? A, okay, I have a I have a, that's I love this idea. I had a a house in Jacksonville that I used to drive by when I first started doing comedy and it's like a really nice house and it's on the river mm-hmm. and it has a garden and it has a like you know how rich people have swimming pools that aren't even swimming pools it's just like for looks it's just a shallow pool for no reason it's got one of those and it's just a really nice old stone house and i was like man if i just like really i don't know sell a show or something i just do something i'm gonna get this house in comedy and i years down the line i found out how much that house was worth it was the uh creator of maxwell house's estate and it's thir- <laughs> it's thirteen million dollars, and I was like, okay, well let me go see who made thirteen million dollars, and it was like 
the top eight stand-up comedians that year made more than that. Dude. <laughs> like, so it's like, oh, no, never, never going to touch that. But I feel like if you are going to be in this life, there is a route to ha- being comfortable, and it's probably yeah, through yeah. writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's getting a staff writer if position. You get a, yeah, if you get a basic job with like a network, you you go from making like literally no money to being like pretty good like very quickly. Yeah, it's not. It's really a make or break. There's no middle class in comedy. Ye- it's all like really like elite, and then just like living pretty good, and then people who are just getting by right there's no one who's like yeah you know i'm fine i make enough money to live yeah and those staff writing jobs like you they're closer than you think you know yeah they're out there it's just the process of writing packets right yeah i was actually looking at one of those like nbc yeah the writer's workshop yeah oh the one that's doing the it's a really good exercise yeah Everyone yeah. should submit for the NBC Writers Workshop. And you know, if you, are, if, if you want a career in comedy, you got to get used to writing on a deadline. For sure. So writing, like, shit, writing shit that you don't want to write and shit that you don't think is funny and if you guys something r- funny about it. Yeah, what's like the worst thing you wrote that got... I wrote for a fantasy sports talk show. It was jokes about like what... Oh man, what was it? God, there's something I did make a joke about something uh something about doing fantasy football with your friends and then something about asian people i cannot remember what the oh tie-in was you, i cannot remember what the tie-in was on that one i cannot remember what the tie what tie-in was it was something like the weird thing about this is that shit. it was jake's pitch <laughs> no i was like oh, fuck, man, what was that it was really something that i was like wait you you think that's funny i mean uh. i guess all right i'll guess i'll figure something out about it but like I just remember it being like, okay, I know, I know, it's like I know the joke he wants me to write, and right. I'm not gonna write that, so I had to like figure out some way around it. But it was for like fantasy football and talk radio. Yeah, that was. I mean, I like football, but like I don't think there's anything funny about football. My my first job out of high school was I wrote product descriptions for a sex toy website. Ooh la la! And my it was my mom. I was this thing fuck. I was yeah. <laughs> it's like I went in and they they were like, Who I could came. write the most words for dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, at thirty seven, I Not took it bad. down. Spanish torpedo. Damn. <laughs> the, so like with these writing jobs, is it just like? Like, how does that, like, you're not working, doing that job right now, obviously. Well, a lot of these are staffed. They'll be staffed positions. So you'll be like, like, it'll it'll take, I mean, it depends on the show, but it'll take like four months to write a show. So you have all the writers in a room together for for four months for like a lot of that. And then the show will go. And if they need to do rewrites or whatever, they'll bring you back in. But it's not like you're. It's not a year-round thing. Right. It's some some. I mean, some shows. You know, if you're doing episode to episode, uh, it's gonna be different. But like, you don't write for the, like I work me. I work for this, and I do it all year round, and I've done it for years. Like that's pretty rare. Right. To have a show that you just write for. So usually you'll write for like this pilot. Oh, it got picked up, and then so you write for the show, and then like oh, it got canceled or it's on hiatus, and then you find out some other show you write for. So it's just job to job to job. Okay. Yeah, and I think in New like even very successful comics in New York, like they they wear like two three hats. Like yeah. Staff definitely. writing position or becoming a national headliner. That's your security. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just get, like I remember like someone told me, you know what the best part about doing my first late night set was. 
taking off my waiter shift the next day. (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just got to go right back. Right like, back to work. Yeah, and I mean, like, I th- who for my money, like, I think the best comic in New York is still a full-time dog walker. Yeah. So, like, this... Dude, that, that's what's trippy about stand-up is, like, you can hit such a high, high, and then it's the next day. Yeah. Oh, this guy's peaking right now, but there's just not a lot of money in stand-up right now. Yeah, there's not a lot of money in your front end. Like, if you get... If you sell something or, like, you get... It's basically like uh, the, the the mob. If you're like a made guy, you're a made guy, and like you're not really, you're not gonna have to go back. Right. If you've like sold a show or something, you're gonna be fine. It's like it's like making it being a perfect like a head coach and something. It's like okay, once you might not always be this forever, but you're always gonna have to be something. Yeah. So just I getting up to that level is is the part that's. And like developing a show that takes three months and that has such a payoff. But like mm. for like a stand up, like your first com- cam- Comedy Central half hour, like conservatively, you, you that takes like five years to do. And then like if yeah. you do that, you're good for a couple months. That's yeah. it. Like, yeah, let's pay a couple th- couple grand. It's not like it's not like, oh, I sold my half hour. It's fifty thousand dollars it's like it's, <laughs> not, it's not even close it's yeah. not even that and then it's like there's there it's uh, it's untaxed there's the agent's yeah. cut so yeah it's not a year's wage do you guys have agents um <laughs> yeah i've got someone who sends me out on stuff more like acting stuff uh-huh. really just because you know i i look like a jock yeah so it's more yeah. that i'm completely unrepresented I'm a hot, I'm, I'm a young hot shot you, waiting for my break. Do you think like do you want to get representation? I don't think I have a lot to offer right now. <laughs> um because I'm really I don't I I used to like dance the dance and I used to be like they want me to play a nerd on television, I'll play a nerd on television. But like now it's like I'm to the point where like I know what I like doing in comedy right. and I know what makes me like miserable and I just I the stuff I like doing is an actual avenue that will be that would land, uh, you know, towards representation at one point. But I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm going to end up doing what I don't want to do. Right. So I'm just like, if uh, if it makes sense, I'll do it. But I'm not going to like I don't I don't like acting. I don't like doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> and there are plenty of people who do. Yeah. So like I don't want to if someone loves doing something and I hate doing something that just seems like a really easy conclusion. Yeah. So like I don't need to be doing that. They can do that. And so like that's kind of my approach with stand up is like I don't think I have a lot to lend to an agent right now. So is your main focus just being good at stand up? Just getting good at stand up. I don't sick. think being good at stand up. I just want to get good enough where they're like, "Hey, this guy does a really cool thing. We could make, we could flip that into, or get him in, plug him in here, or plug him into this." And like, that's where I think the real happiness lies: is doing what you want to do, for sure. And people want you to do what you want to do. Yeah. So it's like I don't. It's like even if it's the long haul, that's how I want to play the game. I mean, I know plenty of people who are like super talented, but are also super willing to play the game and like do stuff that like is kind of like side to what they actually want to do. Uh-huh. And like, I just don't thrive in that. And Jake and I, I think we're at our best when we do stuff like we enjoy doing. Oh, I feel like yeah. everybody is. Yeah. And it's a, I just kind of listen to that voice more. But it's like, I don't, I wouldn't say, I'm not in any position to say no to like a decent opportunity. Yeah. But I'm also like not a guy who's like having those thrust upon me because there's so many people who 
who have representation, but probably probably got it as a break. It's not to say they don't deserve it or anything, or just say like they're not in a position. But they're like, you know, like you you need to represent young people. You need like young faces. You need people who are un you know tested and untested. Like oh, you know, so you have these people who like are getting thrust into positions, and it's like. Yeah, it's fine. I just don't really want to be in that situation. Right. I know what I want to do, so like, I'm just going to keep doing that until it makes clearer sense. Yeah. But, you know, more power to them. Wh- what do you think about, like, uh, like the Netflix specials? Like Yeah, like stuff like that. Like, it's like, I'm not, uh, could I be gunning? For the Netflix is doing those 15-minute things, and it's like. Uh, oh, shit. And it's like, when yeah, did those come I out? They're just, well, they're, they're just casting them right casting now. They're casting for them right now, mm-hmm. so everyone's getting their 15 ready. It's like. Do it's like would I like to get that? Absolutely. Do I kind of understand where I'm at in the line? Yeah, right. really far back. Dude. There's so many people who basically already have those. Like, it's, they know who they want. Yeah, it's just a matter of like, all right, we need like one of this, one of this, one of this, and it's like it's n- not me. Yeah, not, I know that, and so it's like partly it's like okay, do you hustle for no reason because you know you're not gonna get this, or do you just kind of like sit back and like you know do what you're supposed to be doing get better like yeah. try and get if you do have a really good half hour submit it that's fine but and like we kind of defend that you're our corner too like we do a lot of stuff that's like more specialized we do so much sports stuff together yeah. and like with that stuff it's easier to get in the door when you show that you have an expertise yeah in a certain for sure yeah, yeah yeah i don't my whole thing with the sports angle because we did we did that for a long time we did like sports comedy stuff I don't think I like sports as like a separate thing. Like when it's funny, it's funny. But like I, in my future, I don't know if I'm gonna be like a funny sports guy. Yeah, I'm I think di- it's gonna be completely a different. I'm gonna angle. do the picks on a on a on a pregame football show. They're gonna throw it to me. Yeah, you're gonna be Rob Riggle. Yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gunning oh, for Rob. R- I'm gonna be playing Colonel Sanders, and I'm gonna be picking, yeah. picking football yeah. games. Yeah, dude, it, it's weird. Like realizing or like when you're talking about. It, you kind of know your place in line. Like yeah. I, I had like a really big moment like that, like where I'm at, which is like for like, I saw Burt Kreischer in uh, Ohio, Toledo. Mm-hmm. And like, I had been t- like, I listened to his podcast a lot. Yeah. Cause he, he, dude, Funny he, guy. dude, he talks so much comedy and I feel like I learned a lot yeah. from him, mm-hmm. but he was talking about how he needs a new guy for podcasting. So I was playing with the idea of like, trying to get that job and maybe moving out there for that right you know? to be like his like producer yeah oh yeah that'd be cool i kind of gave up on it because Bert, I, I like it here higher bar yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um so and he he rec- like he recognized me from me tweeting him i was like hey i'm that guy like he's like oh yeah whatever right super nice and then like at the end of the night you know everyone's getting drinks and then it's like i go and talk to like the dude who hosted the show for kreischer uh-huh talking and then i'm talking to like the opener that matt full Turon oh, dude. Matt, oh, matt oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah old guard yeah and uh and then burke comes over and then it's like those dudes go over and like talk and mm-hmm. i was like oh fuck like yeah it's i can't even like there's like a pecking I can't, order to comedy i can't be over there like right it just i'm talking feels to the like local that. comic yeah, yeah. but it, it wasn't like i was mad but it was like yeah, just like it. Yeah, it's, it's like, like realizing that and being say like, it's clicky. It's just a situation dude, of like experience and like you just yeah. And you're a headliner. You're on the road. It's like you don't like a like you meet so many local comics. I you bet meet like seven a night, every dude, night of your year. 
Well, and, and it's like so to, to treat everyone with respect and like. I'm not saying that they weren't. They were very respectful oh, I'm and sure, super yeah. nice. But even like being here and with the comedy scene, like I've met so many fucking people that I can't even like. Right. Like, dude, what's that guy's name? Right. Like exactly. It's it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah, the networking and it's like who's gonna be around in three years? Who's gonna be? big in three yeah. years you don't know who like who's on the up who's on the down yeah the comedy is just but a wild world i wish it was like you know i mean i guess it sort of is with like sports where like everyone you know you go to college you're this you go to pros you're this you know it's so obvious it's so cut and dry but like in comedy it's all subjective yeah and, like, dude but that's w- that's what's also like fucking great about it yeah because you absolutely. can carve your own like route yeah i think Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I, I don't think there are that many bad like I think the state of comedy is pretty good. I think most people I, I think see are pretty funny. I, I'll I'll give a hot take. I think comedy is the best it's ever been. People are like, oh, comedy is not funny anymore. It's like I think I've laughed, and I think the quality of special like not not specials, but the qual when I go see live acts, dude, yeah, I'm the most impressed of the people I've ever been. Dude, I have a hard time watching Netflix specials. There's some of them are forced because some of them yeah. are like, you know, and it's, they're it's just so edited. Yeah, it's like I hate the very apparent. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like forcing people to come out with them. Like, yeah, it's a lot of money to leave on the table. And There's it was like, like, here's a bunch of money. Do you want it? You have to do a special to get it. They're like, yeah, I'll take that money. Yeah. Louis was putting was barely putting out an hour every year when he'd been the best comic in the world for like five years. Yeah. So now you're having that same opportunity extended to like. Yeah, almost dozens of people. They're not going to be able to hit that watermark that one of the best who ever did it did it. I, like I'm just hoping that the next wave of like, uh, I don't know. Like Netflix especially got really wave of a or the next trend mm-hmm. is like raw, stuff. like unedited, like stuff. unedited, just like, like just watch them at a club in in a small. Yeah, like even small, like small, like I'm saying, like fifty to a hundred. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like that is just so much more. I think that's better, dude. I hate when they do like the f- obvious Coliseum. Like, I love like the swoopy shots. Yeah, like if you do the half hours, you do them in a theater. Like I, I, I like that so much better than like you do like some sort of studio lot. Like just do it. There's comedy clubs everywhere. Just yeah. do it at a nice theater, a nice club. And like it looked like it's supposed to be happening. Like with LJ's last night, so much of the comedy is about the shape of the room. And like you get a small enclosed space with a low ceiling. Yeah. That shit is perfect. Dude, that that's was like my dream fucking room to make. Yeah, and like you go from there to like then you record these specials in in like a college auditorium with three thousand seats. Yeah, it's too many. I mean you probably make a lot of money, but you probably Yeah. Well, a lot of those, a lot of those tapings are free. A lot of those tapings are just—it's just to make a spectacle of it, right? Because you're trying to lift someone up who's like not a celebrity. So you're like, oh, look at this, look at the name, and this person's so yeah. important. And then they come out and they just do stand up, which is like the most deniable art. But like you have to build them up to make it a spectacle because people don't think there's any money in just like authentic comedy experience, right? Yeah, it's just, it's because just you're like making a brand. Grammar. Yeah, you're making a brand of a person. That's why like, yeah. you you don't pr- you used to perform when you did your half hour you performed in front of a set that you meant that you built that you made something that meant something to you you know like you oh, had like yeah, the, you had like dude. the arcade oh he's got weird he's got like a nineties arcade behind him or, like there was like that Swordson special where he like 
performed in front of a picture of him as a kid. Yeah. Now you just literally perform in front of your own name. That's my dream, yeah. Jake. We're going to do half hour someday, and I'm going to build our sets <laughs> <laughs> by hand before that's anti, the show. That's anti-union. <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> <not> <laughs> you gotta support the union. I'm I'll, I'll let them do it, but you know, I'm I'm pretty good at putting together flats. <laughs> you get well. You I'll let you drive to the loaded. It'll crash oh the boy. truck two times, and then we'll <laughs> record them. <laughs> I'll spend the whole special just lying about. Yeah, I don't know anything about that truck crash. <laughs> oh boy, what? What's your like favorite room that you've ever done or seen a show in? My home club in uh, Atlanta is called Star Bar. It's a star community bar and little five points. It's a uh, little punk rock bar. It's like kind of like a got like a rockabilly vibe. They have like an Elvis vault. Uh, it probably seats. Well, it's it doesn't seat. It's stand standing room only. It's probably one fifty, and they have a show every Monday, and it's been going and for. Standing? 12 years a year. yeah uh every year every monday they get at least 75 people out holy every shit. monday it's incredible that's, that's the atlanta institution and is it it's like incredible. A, it's, is it like a showcase yes like 10 it's an open mic it's built they bill it as a atlanta's best amateur comedy is what it's called and it's been running for what is it now 12 years wow. maybe 13 years i don't know how long i've been and gone for a couple of years maybe i will 10 years as a New York comic who watches people, I've spent the best like seven years watching people come from other scenes. Mm -hmm. I think people who come from Starbar are the strongest comics in the country. It's a real, it's a real like you gotta get up and say it, but like it has to mean something. It's not. It's like, it's like best of both worlds. Like it's like not pretentious. Like if you come in there with some goofy shit, like. They'll <laughs> like they'll be like okay cool he's doing some goofy shit but it's got to be like rock you have to f come in and like know how to fucking rock so it's got to be both it's got to be like a good band yeah you know you can't just like noodle and you can't just like play butt chords like you have to like go up there and like actually play it's like the comedy version of that it's like you just need to they need to be moved and connected that's it I mean so it just it it harbors or it's like to do well there is a really cool skill to have yeah and it's not a hard room people there's this reputation of being a hard room it's just like people have tattoos and like uh, it's not a yeah they're really generous as long as you give a fuck about what you're saying and you hope you and you hope they give a fuck about what you're saying yeah dude the the mic that i normally run on mondays mm. in lj's it's a uh, it's like heckle encouraged Oh yeah, and some some comics are very scared of and yeah. won't, won't come to my room because of it. And it's not like it's not a heckle encouraged as like, "Hey, fuck you!" Like right. get off the stage. It's just it's, yeah, it's the like, room exists. It, it's it's like all the heckles are like if someone's falling flat and there's like an yeah. empty space, like someone will yell something out, and yeah. then it's more funny, and then that person can riff. Right, you but riff on what they said. Yeah, yeah Starbars. I mean, the Starbars has like a reputation of being like a comedian destroys heckler situation every yeah. once in a while. But it's like, that's not the that's not the main narrative. And comedy's becoming like so protect protected and kind of safe to do. Yeah, that like a lot of com comics who come up in like this sort of safe Brooklyn scene and plays other like Ugh. like yeah. the alternative rooms. Like, you know what? The best moments, the most authentic moments in oh, fucking raw. In, 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 yeah. in comedy are when you're just talking to people, when you talk to right. the audience member. Yeah. And like, it's not necessarily like a, yeah, like raw is an, such an interesting word because it's not necessarily like uh, rude 
or mean. It's just literally like when someone says you do some crowd work and someone says some goofy shit and then you're literally like, you do what? And then everyone literally is thinking, oh, yeah, that is so weird. It's like it's the most genuine. And big everyone laugh. has material. But by doing that kind of more interactive stuff, you have you have moments that are like authentic to that yeah. moment. Like last night, like I, I was like a little jittery because my family was there. But then like those two people were talking. I asked them what they were talking about and they were just clowning on the guy. Dude, in front yeah, of them. like that's that, funny. Like that's like that's so much more memorable than like, yeah, yeah I was taking this like, right. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't expect him to shit talking. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and, but, and I also think, like, like with the Coliseum and Netflix specials not working that well, it's like you can't respond to an audience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're doing, like, a theater act. You're doing, like, comedy's kind of become, like, a one man show. Yeah. It's, it's not so much as, like, a stand up so, act. It's so respected. And to bring it back around, like, you're saying, my favorite room, I love to do the roast battle at the stand because, like, it's yeah, it is everything. Like everyone's trying to like uh, all the all these these things these roast things are. It's literally just you're establishing elephants in the room and you're acknowledging the elephants in the room. And the the, the tension in that room, yeah. The uh, the competitiveness, like you're uh-huh. never gonna be as nervous as you are before one of that show. <laughs> and then also as a joke writing exercise, because that's what it is at the end of the day. It's who can write five yeah. like fifteen yeah. jokes better Math. than someone yeah, else. It's just mathematics. So you get those <laughs> raw moments, you know, like yeah, yeah. it's about how you Absolutely. have chemistry with other people. So like, I think what you're doing with the Monday, Mike, like, and it's fine. You, yeah. well, you got to have these kind of curveball shows. Yeah. Well, and it, like, I, I like, I go back and forth with themed shows. Like, is yeah. this, but I like what people call them homework shows now. Yeah. I, love I, like, that term. Shows. I like that term a lot. Yeah. Cause it's like a show. It's like, all right, right. You know, they just had one in New York right about Christmas. It's like, that's fine. Like it's not, yeah. If, if I want to do that, I'll write yeah, about Christmas. Yeah. But well, I like when they're not homework shows. Yeah. L- like I view my, my show as kind of like, like I want it. Like you ever watch somebody do a fucking shitty joke. And then it's like, I could punch a hole in your joke right now. Yeah, oh yeah. And like that's where that's the most fun thing to do in a room is to sit in the back of the room and just go like, "Hey, that joke didn't really make any sense." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, but so at funny. this one you, like you can do it out loud, so hopefully the comic is like, "Oh shit, there is that hole in the yeah. joke. I should fix it. Maybe this doesn't work. Hopefully I'm getting better." Like that yeah. that's my kind of goal for it. You got to learn to be on your toes like all these different Dude, yeah. all these different approaches. You need to be comfortable in so many Different situations. Yeah, and I feel like starting out, you do so many bar shows where there's a comedy show that nobody knew nobody was going to happen, yeah, and no then if you can't control that, yeah, it's a cool skill because a lot of comics in New York don't have it, and ambush shows are like looked down on, which like you know whatever they sh- they should be, but like you also should be able to just have that skill if you're going to do clubs, like you're gonna you should be able to like get in charge and yeah. not just be inherently in charge. Yeah. You should be able to be like, dude, and it's fun to be here. Thank you for having me. Hello. How are you? You should yeah. be able to do that. Yeah, it shouldn't you need always be, I come out and I do material. Dude, like those comics that think that they deserve yeah. your attention. Yeah. It's not inherently deserved. Yeah, you don't it's like, like you, you need to win me over like a little, a little bit, bit a little you know, bit. Just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Establish why you're up there. Show that you care. Establish you care. that relationship. And like so much of stand up, it's not like really what is funny or what isn't. It's like you're controlling the tension of the room. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good. That's a good. Like you're turning, you're you're putting it on. Uh, the punchline relieves it. Yeah, yeah. totally. 
Interesting. That's how yeah, I've I never think really of thought it. about that. Because like a lot of times you'll get laughs. Like it. if you wrote down your jokes, they wouldn't be as funny as like they are when you're delivered. So there's all these like very subtle hitches that every comic does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just being confident up there, you know, like you just you like to or ju- being aware. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I know some people who are really fucking confident, and it's like, dude, you're not like yeah, self awareness. You're is not huge. yeah. Yeah, that's why I hate it. My least favorite thing is when I can't see the audience at all. Mm. Like yeah, a lot, which is like any improv venue, any mm-hmm. sketch venue, like yeah, UCB, black box all theaters. of them. The Ant Hall here in Detroit, I did. I was there Thursday night. You can't see anyone. Oh, yeah. How was that? Oh, it was cool. It was so weird. Yeah. Um, the guy who like is high up at that show, him and his wife were my first ever bosses huh. at my first job. What so, job? Uh, I worked at Ford because you know I'm a Dearborn oh. boy. Yeah. Okay. So we, I worked in like the production area there. Wow. And to see him like doing that was crazy. Yeah. It was perfect because I was like kind of rusty, and they're not very. I I appreciate this, but they didn't really know how to make a stand up comfortable. No. Like they came out of an intermission and they brought me up directly, so I got to work out of a hole in like a stage I didn't like, which was like yeah, it's that, huge. That's good for like knocking off I, the like. Yeah, I like performing to the void sometimes. It depends on if I'm in the mood or not. But like I like huh. being able to like you look. You're looking at no one. You know, you're like performing to that back row, and you're just kind of. It's to like the the crowd. You're just performing to the crowd. And instead of like where a stand up is like literally you're looking at tables of couples and you're just kind of making eye contact. But like I like when it's like theater. Yeah. And you're doing your bits because when you do an actual theater, it is it's it's a very different switch because your jokes. You have to you have to take a little longer between laughs because there's literally a time gap between them hearing them and getting them and the room's bigger. So like the laughs are longer. So like performing in a theater really is a different gear than a club. Yeah. What, what Jake, you know this tour, but what's the biggest room we're gonna play on the club? Mm, on the probably tour? not more than maybe two hundred. Oh, cool. We're sick. not doing anything big. That's sick. Who's yeah. that? Hmm. Are, are there any naked shows in Detroit? Oh boy. Fuck, like you're naked? Yeah, I love doing naked what? shows. Yeah. yeah I don't, Bullshit. I don't, yeah. I don't. There's one in New York. There's you're just naked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At a bar. It's na- no. It, it, it's at a club. Yeah, it's at a club, and then um, everybody's naked. Uh, the audience has the option to be naked. I don't like that. Why? I wish the audience was clothed. I think I might do it if the audience was clothed. It's it, the only one or two people do it. It's just like it started out in Boston as like uh, just a pro nudist thing. Wasn't mm. the guy? Wasn't it a, a, a what do you call that? Where you where you're afraid of something? You you immerse immersion. Yeah, therapy? it was like some guy did it as an immersion yeah, therapy immersion thing, therapy. and it caught on in Boston. It came to New York, and it's actually really fun. It's the most well supported show. Yeah, it sells out. Yeah, it sells out like immediately. At like Weird. twenty, I've done it a few times. I love it, and like almost Detroit comic Allison Klemp, like she she puts it on in New York. She does a great job. You should just release the first naked special. I tried yeah, my so submission tape. I got my tape from that, and I just have my headshot following around my dick. Oh my god! And like people hated it. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, I was like, "There's no no chance." That's people were really turned off by it. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I think it, I think that legit set me back a little bit. But <laughs> you gotta have fun. You gotta be yeah, you. you. Gotta that's get, what we've talked you about. You gotta this get clothes tape. <laughs> Dude, you should just edit on like a suit. 
that would be amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that book, that is so funny. <laughs> but yeah, just like be introduced by a naked lady. Just yeah. <laughs> 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 um. So, how do you guys write? Um, I just one word pops into my head. Like one a, word. Well, like one thing. That's you write like backwards. What? You write backwards. Yeah, like I'll just have like one concept, and I'll just like yeah. go over my head a few times, and I'll just beat it out, and yeah. then I'll try it at mics. Like I've heard people describe that as writing backwards. Like you'll have like a you have like a funny thing where you're like I don't know some silly thing like that. I don't know, like the Bigfoot joke I have where you're like. Uh, it'd be funny if a redneck had to name Bigfoot, <laughs> which is like the punchline of that joke. Yeah. Which is what I wrote. Yeah. That's what you wrote first. And then you go, okay, well, how do you get there? And then you do all the other stuff. Shit, I totally do that. I've yeah. never heard it. Writing backwards yeah. uh, is what that's called. I, I do this thing uh, I love doing. I get, I stopped. I, I don't do it for a while. And I come back to it. And I always love it where I'll do this like free writing thing because it's like what you know, Hedberg, they always talk about how much he loves free writing. And a lot of these people love free writing and I can't do it. I hate free writing. If I'm yeah. sitting somewhere, I'm not, I'm not fucking free writing. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. But what I do to get around that and to make myself do it and it completely f- like flicks my brain in the right way is I'll listen to music and I'll put it, I'll put music on and I'll just write I'll on shuffle on sh- just a, whatever the biggest library you have, just put it on shuffle. And then a song comes on, you just write down the name of the song. And then by the end of the song, you have to have something free written. And then you can't. And then once the next song kicks on, you write that next song. So you're done with whatever that was. So it starts you on something and you have to have something. So a lot of times it's just bullshit. Yeah. But sometimes you'll have like an idea and you'll be going and you're like, fuck, it's over. And then you want to come back and go back and write about what you were writing and finish it. Your writing process seems like it would be really fun to do on cocaine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Like that sounds like a party. How, like how did you come up with that? Um, I just been doing it for years. I I because it was it was that it was like I want to free write, but I can't free write. So I would listen uh. to music, and literally, I, I think it I think it started as like a word association. So I think I when I was starting doing it, it would just be like, um, fucking uh, I don't know, some Beatles song, just like Strawberry Fields, and I would just write Strawberry Fields and be like, oh, the strawberries really grow in a field, blah blah blah, and I would be like that. But then it was like. You know, this is better if I just don't. It's just whatever comes to my mind. Yeah. And then it once the song's over, that free writing session is over. So it frees your brain up to not have to keep going. Because I feel like if you're just free writing, oh, for shit. me, it just it's garbage. And then it never really right, gets good. Right. And then maybe it gets good for a minute, but it's then it's just garbage. But this just like really quickens it. Damn. And then you come up with these like little minute and a half bits. Dude, that, doing it that that's way. really interesting because that yeah i feel like one of the problems with free run is like yeah you just dig yourself into a hole and then yeah. you're in a fucking hole and then you're like oh, fuck just, this you're just kind of rambling yeah. yeah i don't i don't know anybody who does free write yeah like that. i don't either but that's what i <laughs> but tell I, imagine it. I, I tell people that's what i do and i've never heard anyone else do that yeah but like that's what i do and i well, every time i do it like i that that jeff uh that jeff foxworthy uh um Golden Corral joke that came up last week from that. Um, that's what yeah, song I'll, were you listening like to? Five, five or six jokes, and I'm not a guy who's like, all right, all right, every day I write 
uh, I make myself right. I never. I'm not that guy. Dude, I tried I'll, that. I, I made I can't it. Do it. Ten, That's brutal. Ten days in. If it depends on my schedule. If I'm literally, if I can do it every yeah, day, I'll yeah. do it for every day. But like, like when I'm on the road, if I get a minute away, I can probably go do it. But it needs to be those conditions. I need to be like, al- like alone or just quiet, and then listening to music where I can do it. Yeah. And I'll do that. I can do that for hours, and come up with couple minutes damn do you, do you ever like talking to a microphone at home to just try and think out like basically do the bill burr podcast but oh. to yourself mm. i talk to myself in my head like i'll just kind of go off in the zone and i'll my girlfriend will catch me like running a bit like i'll just start like kind of mm. go i'll say it to myself quietly yeah. yeah i do that a lot i've heard yeah i've heard people do that and you i do, do that it and you can't uh, you can't restart. That was one thing. Uh, someone was telling me about. They do it. They uh, they'll like they're they're uh. in their own bits. You just start your bit, and you just say your bit, and you can't like it's like you're saying it on stage. You can't restart. You can't go um. So the bit will just you'll realize like what's necessary really quickly because you're saying it to your damn self. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I do actually. Like yeah. I'll just I'll run a bit quietly in my head over and over again. Yes, and then I'll take it to a mic. I'll just keep doing it yeah. and I'll reshape it. I'm really not rehearsed. So like stuff like that, I don't think of a bit as verbatim for years. Well, so it depends yeah. on the bit. Some st- some stuff comes yeah. to you fully formed. Other stuff takes years. I, I think for me, like having that, like those few words that are the punchline, mm-hmm. that's like the most thing that I try and remember. Yeah. And then I try and set it up with just... Just like, cause I, I get really annoyed when comics have that comic voice the same way DJs have. Yeah. Uh, like I fucking hate that. So I try very hard to just talk the way that I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like, I like, I like people that, that, yeah, they don't have the comedic rhythm like a Bergazzi or people love, um, who's a, who's a, who's a, the deadpan storytelling guy, uh, uh, with the, he's kind of a fat guy with, he's got a beard. Burt Kreischer? Bert, no, no, no. Um, Segura? Jesus. Yeah, Segura. Oh, like people Segura. love Segura. I love like, him too, but his, like his last thing, he like it's all stories, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I felt like he did like too much of, and then she said, and then I said, yeah, and then what she said was, and then I said, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. But how how many hours has he put out in the past five years? I think he's had like two, th- a lot. Yeah, he's he's yeah. Been, he's had like I think maybe three albums. Yeah, he does a lot of like, stuff. Like, you know, you get that kind of turnover that he's got yeah, that stories market. Are easy. Yeah. He's he's great. His opener is the sweetest guy in the world. Who's that? Josh Potter. Mm. He's just he's this little like kinda he's like a special needs comic from Buffalo who's the sweetest kid in the world. That's His cool. glasses are this thick. Aww. You go to Buffalo and he's like the biggest celebrity there. That's cool. It's adorable. He's worshipped. I love that is kid. Is he good? Yeah, he's very funny. <laughs> <coughs> That's cool. But he, he he talks about like being a premature birth and stuff. Like he kind of <laughs> goes in after. Oh him. boy. Yikes! Yeah, I wish I had a gimmick. Y- you have. <laughs> <a> g- <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was really belittling. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had a gimmick like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was born prematurely. Yeah. Jake says, oh, "I boy. wish I had a gimmick." I wish I had a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. When uh. Like when Stanhope was just on tour, um, I got to open for him, which was like 
the fucking okay. best yeah. thing that I've ever done. Where was it? Uh, Detroit. It was like. Oh yeah, but like what venue? Oh fuck. Uh, it was like a, a rock venue. It was like a standing room. Nice thing. Fuck yeah. It was. Yeah, crowds yeah. Are crazy. Yeah, but um, so like, nice. like I listen to his podcast all the time. Like mm-hmm. he's one of my favorites, but. There's another comic from Indiana who opened for him. This dude Adam, who's like this tall. Oh, Adam you know? Gilbert. Yeah. Yeah, Holy yeah. Shit, he's yeah. the sweetest. Yeah, and like I was listening to the podcast, and like he's going on, like, oh, I fucking love Adam. Like, you know, he's so little. I guess, you know, <laughs> take him on tour real easy or whatever. Uh, I'm like, God damn it! Uh, I wish I was a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and Adam is also like, you know, even if he weren't little, he's very distinct and memorable. Yeah, like he's a lovable guy, you know. Like, I don't know this guy. I've only met him a few times. Are you gonna see him on this tour? I think we're gonna see him Sunday. I'm Hell sure yeah. of it. Oh, cool. Yeah, like yeah, I, I met him at like a DCU randomly, yeah, yeah. and I didn't even know he was on the show. And he just what's you a know DCU? DCU? You guys keep saying DCU, Detroit Comedy Underground. It's like, oh, it's a oh, show okay, at Park gotcha. Bar that's been yeah, handed yeah. down, that's handed down, handed right, down. Right, right, right. I, it's, it. it's, I think it's kind of become like an institution in the city. Yeah, it's a uh, okay. Yeah, but when, like when I know it's going on, so when I come to Detroit, like that's the first thing I hit. Yeah, up. that's it. Definitely pulls like bigger names that are coming into town. Nice. Um. Yeah, it's rad. Yeah, and it, it's a pretty hard room to do though. Like, like I've seen a lot of people do like pretty shitty there, mm-hmm. and Adam Gilbert just shredded. Nice. Unbelievable. I don't. I had to follow him. I didn't know that didn't Yikes. do it all. Yikes. Yeah, like me, you gotta follow me, bitch. <laughs> you ain't shit though. Like I, if I, f- I like following because I could just clown on you for a while. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a great op. I'm an alley oop guy. <laughs> I know I can. No, that's <laughs> yeah, man. This tour. All I'm gonna hear about is is Jake. Is how good Jake is at basketball. <laughs> no, I'm not done. No, he's done, been, he's dude. been calling you're, out you're people. That, like we've been hanging for like half a day, yeah, and he's told me like I had to catch m- you up on the New York hearsay. And Who's I'm just heartbroken because, like, I can't play for, like, forever, Joel man. Joel hurt his knee. Did you fall down? I just played. I play all the time. Oh. Like, I, w- I was, like, a little spazzy fat kid who loved basketball, and I finally got good, like, two years ago. And Tore his ACL. And Jake is known throughout the country as being the comedian who, <laughs> o- who organizes oh. comedy sports. That's true. So I organize a New York City com- or New York comedy wiffle ball. And he year. organized Multiple it in Atlanta wiffle ball. Atlanta wiffle ball. And now for the past two years, um, we on my birthday, uh, he's organized the big Walkowski. The three on three basketball tournament. Sick. Yes. Yeah, uh, everyone comes out to 16 it. 16 like, teams. 64 people play in it about that many watch all the new york comics all the guys from the neighborhood they're like a cash pot for whoever wins no it's no it's you get a signed, right no here, here's no you're supposed to get a signed headshot from joel but joel's managed to win it every year what, uh, and joel's not the best basketball player in new york <laughs> like he's like he has won this thing that he is both years had no business winning. yeah i'm probably like the seventh best player in new york that's like <laughs> that's pretty generous but that's like that's about right yeah, yeah like top top 10 yeah i'm not go- top five but top 10 yeah that's fair but i've just gotten lucky and like in this tournament this year like i'm just gonna put the microphone down and just let i just want to hear this, this is like jake's shining moment he like <laughs> just went off we went we some guy in the in the in the tournament like played d1 
He was a college basketball coach, too. Yeah, he was incredible. And we're down to them in front of everyone in New York comedy. We're down 11 to 5. And Jake hits. I went 5 for 7 from 3. So three-pointers. Yeah. Shot seven three-pointers. I made five of them. Damn. And this is when he got the, like, damn, Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) It was like a world star video. And then I got fouled in the game when we're down, and my mom comes out shouting about Bill Lambeer, legendary Detroit basketball player. Yeah, she did do that. And then we win the tournament. Yeah, we won. We had no business beating that team. It was, like, (laughs) the happiest day of our lives. Great. Yeah, that's the poster for our show tomorrow. It's a celebration. Yeah, the celebration no, guys, they today. used like the yeah. pictures of us winning and we look like sociopaths. Oh, you guys are at Salomon's tonight. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Salomon's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um I've done it a couple times. Yeah, it, it's, it's like a it's like a big uh, uh brewery. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did it once. I, I became good friends with Nikki Wright there. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. her New going York, away huh? tour. Oh nice. Yeah. Love Nikki. Class act. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed her mom's not coming tonight. Oh, Ooh. big <laughs> fan of Nikki's mom. Yeah. Yeah, I love Katie Colling. Never met her. Yeah, great lady. Disappointed. <sighs> you need your nap, Jake. I'm really sleepy. Yeah, I think this is a good place to end. Hell yeah. Um, thank you. Well, Thanks hey, for having Bart- us. Whatever your real name is. <laughs> Thank you for being so good to us. We loved the yeah, show dude. last night. And it was, it was a real so pleasure much fun. sitting down with you today. Yeah, anytime you guys want to come back. Hell you yeah. Let me know and send some other or yeah, send some other people over here. Sure. Oh yeah, you're an ambassador for New York Comedy. We'll send them all right your way, baby. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye.